I'm going to take a wild guess. I mean, just a complete and utter shot in the dark. I mean, just close my eyes, pick up the ball, and just throw, see what happens. I bet when you're looking for talent, when you're looking for someone to fill roles, when you're looking for someone to help grow your business, you, looks left, looks right, write a job description. And I bet someone, scowls left, scowls right, writes that into a job posting. And I bet someone, and then puts it on some sort of website, right? Does that sound familiar? Maybe there's an ATS involved, maybe not, depending on the size, but chances are those jobs go on a job website, career site of some sort, and then some other tool pushes them to job boards. How am I doing so far? Pretty close, pretty good, pretty good, okay, cool. You collect those resumes, those applications, um, and you review them, right? You just look through them, you start throwing ones away that you're like, that person can't do this job, that person can't do this job. Oh, this person could, so I'm gonna put that to the side and review that more, right? Sound good so far? Am I, I'm, I'm close, right? Right, okay, ooh, ooh, wait, how about this? How about when you narrow that pile down to a manageable number, let's call it 10 to 20, you pick up the phone or you send an email to those people and set up a time to call. Maybe you set up a text number conversation, maybe it's not email, maybe it's text, there's a little variance there, a little difference there. Um, and you set up a time to have a 30 minute chat and it's almost never more than 30 minutes, never. Sometimes it's about 15, some maybe, you know, for some roles it's a quick, you know, second head check as it were, right? Uh, but mostly it's a 30 minute call. How am I doing? Am I dead on? Am I describing your very customized, particular, unique, specific, only to you job process? I bet I am. I feel really good about that. I feel like within, within a standard deviation or so of just, just a micron, I have nailed it. I have nailed your process. Here's the trick. You are not the only person listening. There are maybe a thousand other people listening to this podcast who are nodding their heads saying, yep, that sounds like me. Let me repeat that. There's like a thousand other people saying that sounds just like me, just like you're saying that sounds just like me. Do you see that as a strength or a weakness? We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the world's most caffeinated employer brand and recruiting podcast. I'm your host, James Ellis. Thanks so much for listening. If this is your first time for joining in, we do things a little differently. We try and do deep dives. There's not a lot of interviews here. There's not a lot of news here. This is about how do we get smarter and better? And that means how do I get you smarter and better? How do I get you to think about these problems at a deeper level so that you can solve them and look like a genius to your boss? If this isn't the first time you've been here, thanks so much for returning. Feel free to share with your friends, your coworkers, your boss. I don't know. Uh, we really do appreciate that. All right, let's get into it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Standard housekeeping stuff. You want to go to the talentcast.com or jamesellis.us and you want to sign up so you can keep up to date on my stuff, right? Uh, as I put new podcasts out, as I write new articles, as I do appearances and stuff like that, just so you can keep in the loop and I can maybe send you a tidbit or two every week to help you feel smarter, sound smarter to your boss, you know, good stuff like that. Let's see, by the time this goes out, about a week before Talent Brand Summit. So if you don't have your ticket, I don't know what to do with you. I, I can't help you there. But I'm definitely spending April in ERE. I'm going to Sherm. I'm going to Waukesha for an MRA event. Doing some stuff. Going to be busy. So if you see me out in the world, say hello. Uh, I'm not saying you have to buy me a cup of coffee. That wouldn't be rejected out of hand, I promise you. But hey, let's just say hello. I'd love to, you know, to talk to you and say hello. So let's get to the meat of the matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the trick. Here is the trick. 
everybody, 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 everybody. And at this point, if you mentally want to have that gif of Gary Oldman in the professional saying, everyone, you know, that, that's fine. It's everybody. Everybody and everyone recruits the same. It's true. It's true. I mean, there are tiny, tiny, tiny little variances. Um, some hiring managers have a different model. Some of them have, they ask specific questions to them. Maybe some of them, uh, you know, back in the 80s, you had the Microsoft um, puzzle challenge. They were very famous for giving your, in the interview, they would give you these really complicated questions. Like, let's say you're shrunk down half an inch and you were dropped into a blender, a standard glass blender. You have 30 minutes to get out. How do you get out? Tell me how you get out. Or things like, how many manhole covers are there in Topeka? You know, stuff like that. Just kind of, they just want to see how you think. It's not about whether you have the right answer or the wrong answer. They just want to see you puzzle out the solution or puzzle out some version of the solution, right? That's Microsoft's way. Back in the 80s, same kind of time period. Um, if you read Liar's Poker, and it is my, it is the first Michael Lewis book he of um, – you know, Blindside and Moneyball and all that good stuff. Liar's Poker remains my favorite just because it's the first and because my dad knows people in it because uh, he was a broker in the 80s in New York City and, and Wall Street. But anyway, he was at Merrill Lynch. If that matters, he was not in the book. He was never mentioned. But he knows people who were. So uh, still my favorite book. But they t in the time, they talked about stress interviews, right? They talked about how they would put you in a room and they just wouldn't talk to you. they just stare at you. Or they would give you impossible challenges like, uh, open that window and the window was sealed shut and they wanted to see if people would pick up chairs and smash them and stuff. That was their stress interview. Aside from these standard vari variances, interviewing is the same. Hiring is the same. Recruiting is the same. You write a job up on a piece of paper. It's got a pretty standard format we all would look at. Any alien would come down on earth and say, yep, that sounds like a job description or job posting. That's Yep, they all look the damn same. Uh, you push it out to a job board. You hope for the best. Maybe you source. Maybe you get some recruiters to knock on doors. Maybe you build some content to attract people to apply to that piece of paper that looks like a job description or job posting. I'm really well caffeinated today. Can you tell? Yeah, I know. It feels real good. It feels real good. Oh, come on the journey with me. If you're doing everything the same, and I mean the resume is the same. Anybody, anybody expect more than two pages these days? Anybody expect less than one page? If you got a resume that said, I invented Netscape, or I invented Google, or I invented the hashtag, and that's all it said, you'd say, this person's crazy. But I bet your developer client would be like, I want to talk to that person. That sounds amazing. Um, but we're expecting, we expect these standard things, the one or two page resume. Um, you know, when you, like when you get a CV from Europe, for those of you in the United States, and you're like, why is this so long? Oh, it's a cultural difference. <laughs> I guess it's different. But that's like as crazy as it gets. You know, no one writes a novel. You know, occasionally you see those stories about someone delivered a sheet cake with their cover letter written in frosting. You know, anything to get attention. I get it. I was young and stupid too. Some might say I'm not young anymore, and that's about the end of that. But everybody does it the same. You would re interview the same. You review resumes the same. You have a process the same. Your HRO, your CHRO, probably prides themselves on how well structured your process is. And I use that weird voice because you can't see the air quote. So process is my air quote voice, apparently. I invented that seven seconds ago. The caffeine is good. The coffee is really good. Uh, Costa Rican, I mean, and Chiapas, they're great. Um, you do the same things over and over and over again. You do the same processes over and over again. You optimize those processes to do it just 1% better or 2% better, pretty much the exact same way, but subtle variations just to see if you can eke out a tiny little bit more. 
I had a conversation with someone, I wish I could remember who, but I said, I had heard a story about a hiring manager who said, at the interview, the hiring manager, who was a he, but not that it matters, but you know, pronouns, threw the keys to the candidate, his own car keys to the candidate and said, hey, let's take me for, take me for a quick drive. And they would take a 30 minute drive in the hiring manager's car. That's right, the candidate was driving the hiring manager's car. Besides the, league, the, uh, the, the, the liability issues there, okay, let's just walk past that and bet you're, right now your accountants, not your accountants, your legal and HR are going, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to hit somebody and we're all going to sue. Ah, panic ensues. But the, the hiring manager says, yes, if I ask them questions while they're driving my car, they're so panicked about hitting someone or hurting something or damaging my car, they can't lie. It's like a polygraph. It's like you can spot the lie. They don't have the, the, the cognitive function to lie or to spin. They're telling the story while they're busily scanning the road for dangers and issues and, you know, oh, please don't let me break my, my, my new soon-to-be boss's car. Oh, no. That sort of thing. That's a cool idea. Isn't that a cool idea to get have a really good interview? And then you can say, look, I'm breaking a lot of rules. I'm trying new things to have a different conversation. But that happens so infrequently that when we do hear about that, it becomes a blog post that goes viral. It's so unusual that we go, really? That's amazing. And we talk about it as if it's, you know, some sort of brand new invention. We have been so suckered into thinking the same way is the same as the good way, that the same way is the same as the right way, that the same way is the same as the smart way. And I'm here to tell you folks, it ain't. Sometimes it might be, sometimes it absolutely might be. I'm not saying out of hand that the way we do things is wrong. I'm just saying our, our, our just tireless focus on getting it the same for fear of all the things HR is scared of and legal gets scared of because it's not the same, um, is killing us. So think about it. You're standing in front of a candidate who is a great candidate. You can see right off the bat, they have the potential to just be an absolute rock star, to just destroy it, to come in and, and do amazing things. Maybe they even sense that their mission personally aligns with a company mission. They really could be here a while and really make an impact. And you're like, oh, and you know, the little drool in the corner of your mouth as you're at, you as a recruiter go, oh yeah, I gotta get this person in, oh my God. So you're gonna force them to do it like every other candidate. You're gonna force them to write a resume. And you're going to force them to maybe write a cover letter. And of course, the conversation about cover letters is a separate one, and I don't want to get involved. But I'm a marketer because any chance I have to market myself is a chance I would never miss. So therefore, cover letter is always good. I get that, but that's just me. Anyway, back to the conversation at hand. You're going to force them to write a resume. You're going to force them to write a cover letter. You're going to force them to apply through your ATS. You're going to force them to go through the filtering process, the winnowing process. You're going to force them to go through a phone screen. You're going to force them to talk to uh, an interview loop. You're going to force them to have the conversation with the hiring manager. You're going to force them to get the same offer letter everybody else gets and the same letterhead and the same text and the same conversation. You're going to force them to do everything the exact same. Now, this person is really smart and really capable and really obviously talented. So guess what? You ain't the only person they're talking to. And it turns out, as a smart, aware person would notice, that this, your process, mirrors everyone's process. Now, that's not necessarily bad, but notice that if you're a candidate and you're seeing that everybody's process is the same, how do you choose? How do you say I'm choosing that company over another company? Now, I'm an employer brander, and I'm going to tell you there's lots of different ways to do that, but that's not what a conversation I wanted to have in the second because I think there's something very interesting that happens when we decide everything happens to be the same. Let's walk this whole string out for a second. You hire them. For some reason you barely can fathom, they have chosen you and your company to say yes to and they show up. Now, you are in the company, so you know what I'm talking about, and you've seen this stuff. Isn't there a sense in every company that they're the special company? 
We're doing it right. We have a bigger mission. We have a better mission. We execute better. Uh, even when things are going rough, even when things aren't great, why doesn't Wall Street like us? Why don't, why don't our customers get what we're trying to do? Why don't, why don't? There's a sense that this company is special and unique and magical and has the potential to do wonderful things, if only, sometimes if only, sometimes that's the end of the sentence. Sometimes like, we're special and unique and that's great. Look, I've worked in state governments who thought they were special and unique. State governments. I've worked for university nonprofits that thought they were freaking special, okay? That thought we are the best people in the world, that we are making it, doing amazing things, that we are helping people in, in inconceivably wonderful ways. We are special. Special, of course, is another word for different. When someone is special, and I mean that in a non-pejorative fashion quite clearly, read the context clues, people. If someone is special, they are not the same as everyone else because everyone isn't special. Right? They, they, everyone isn't that amazing talent. Everyone isn't that potential rock star. Everyone isn't the person with the mission whose mission aligns with that of the company. Not everybody is like that. They're not the same. Being special means being different. And here we come being the same. In fact, priding ourselves on how same we are. Priding ourselves on how same we are every single time. We are the... Um, the, 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 the Henry T. Ford assembly line machined part that is exactly within spec every single time. And aren't we so proud that we never have issues, we never have problems, all of our scores are dead in the middle, everything happens exactly the same, everything is predicted, everything is uh, processed, everything is as expected. If you cannot hear the venom in my voice, clear your ears or get new headphones, I can make many recommendations on the latter. That's bad. It's bad. If you're trying to attract someone special, but you treat them like they're the same, you can't complain that they don't show up. Don't worry. I'm going to go farther with this. When they show up and, they, and you hear, you're surrounded by messages of, we're special, we're special, we're special, and they think, you know, I just went through this process where I got interviewed by five companies all exactly the same way. In fact, I heard similar interview questions across companies, and the roles were slightly different. How the hell does that happen? Let me tell you how that happens. We all read the same damn book, right? <laughs> we all Googled better interview questions and came up with the same blogs, right? That's how it all happens. There's a single source of information. We all go to it. We can't be shocked that what we come back with is the same. Hello, moving on. So they're being told we're special, we're special, we're special. They're being asked to drink the Kool-Aid to say, no, no, we're special, we're special, we're special. We do things differently. We are striving for something differently. We execute differently. We're structured differently. We're building things different. Whatever it is, we're special, we're special, we're special. And you're looking back going, yeah, but then why wasn't any of that clear in the interview process? And then, and then to kick you in the pants because this is a painful conversation, to really just rub your nose in it when they leave for another company, whose process was exactly the same, how can you be mad? So far, so good? Fantastic. But if you can't get enough of this stuff, I have some news. You can bring the James Ellis experience to your event or company. Just go to jamesellis.us and learn about all the kinds of custom presentations I can build and deliver for you or your team. But if it's time to get some hands-on help with your employer branding, recruiting, and hiring, either from the ground up or some strategic support, I would love to help. Just reach out to Proactive Talent or ProactiveTalent.com. That's where I work, and we can help you hire better. Cool? Cool. All right, let's get back to it. That is to say, if everything you present an individual candidate 
is to show them how same you are. Here's our uh, day in the life video. You may recognize it because it looks like every day in the life video. Here is our web copy that looks like everybody else's web copy. Here are the big bullet points and why and the benefits we offer and they look like everybody else's bullet points of benefits. Can't Should I go on? Okay. If everybody feels the same, a candidate never gets that sense of this place is special and I am special because I'm connected to this place because one of us is not special. And since I'm pretty sure I'm the special person, the company must not be special. Consequently, it's no big deal to walk away and go to the next one. You want to fix your attention? Be special. Be different. Own it. Be different at every conceivable way, right? We've all been fooled by the wonderful marketers, of which I consider myself one, that Coke is the magic, right? Same color, same font, same bottle shape. The trucks are that color. The trucks are, you know, the same everywhere you go. They're always clean. They have the same level of expectation. The driver, who doesn't even really work for Coca-Cola necessarily, there might be some sort of franchisee or bottler that is semi-connected to the actual brand itself. They're expected to wear the shirt. They're expected to wear the outfit. They're expected to behave a certain manner. They're expected. They're expected. There is a standard way you do things. The commercials, you can see, even if you never see the logo, that's clearly a Coke commercial. You don't have, you take the label away. You can see the shape the bottle. That's clearly a Coke bottle. Drink it. It tastes like Coke. It's Coke. It's Coke. Everything is the same. Power through consistency. And that's great if you're talking about a $1 fizzy drink. Are you a $1 fizzy drink? No! You're an amazing magical recruiter type person. You're talking to an amazing rock star talent person. We're humans and we're messy. The concept of forcing these messy, monstrous, ugly, complicated and gross sometimes and un, un, unconventional and quirky things we call people into a process designed to samify them all, you're insane. You are completely wackadoodle. That is a technical term. Look it up. You want people to stay. You ha they have to stay for something. They don't stay because they don't know how to find another job. They don't stay because they like the way that chair feels. Spoiler, everybody has those chairs. They don't stay because they've got a really nice computer. You know there's only like four computers out there these days, right? You get an Apple, you get a PC laptop, you get one of those Surface laptops, or you get a, uh, one of those handful of other PC laptops. Those are your choices, right? There's nothing special about that. Your benefits, you offer health benefits? Are you kidding me? That's amazing. So does everybody else. Hell, in America, you're damn near expected to have to offer it, let alone to get anybody to apply. Not getting, uh, getting health insurance, I can assure you, when you're not connected to a large company is a pain. It should be illegal how hard this is to do. Consequently, offering benefits like we have health insurance, yeah, you freaking better. You're the same. The work is going to be the same. If you're a project manager, how different is the work there than from another company? Not even your competitor. But from another company, the work is effectively the same. And if you are actually different, if the work is actually different, if the mission is actually different, if something meaningful and different exists inside your company, oh, please, I hope that it does. I really, really hope that it does. Why the hell aren't you communicating that at the interview stage? Why the hell don't you communicate that difference at the resume stage? Why? Why? The beginning of being different starts at the beginning. 
You don't date someone and they look attractive and they say the right things and they sound like a lot of other people. They don't say anything weird or complicated. And then you go two years and then you ask them to marry you and they say, great, but you know what? You know what I really like? And they ask, they answer that question in some weird way. You're like, what the hell? You don't hide that for two years and then spring it during the date, during the wedding, right? You bring that out early. I have dated people. Yes, spoiler, sorry. I didn't mean to crack your sense of who I am. I've dated people and I love it when they bring the weird date one because they're saying, look, this is who I am. I get immediately what they're about. I can make immediately, immediate decisions about yep or nope. Either way is the right answer. The wrong answer is to have another date not knowing. Then I'm dating marketing material. I'm dating your best performance. I'm dating what you think I want to see. And goodness, that is, if that isn't a Rorschach test of complications, I don't know what is. Bring me the weird. Bring me the weird in your job posting. Bring me the weird in your interview process. Bring me the weird on your career site. Bring me the weird in everything you do. Skip the phone interview. Do a speed dating round. Invite everybody to show up to a Zoom conversation or a teleconference conversation and say, hey everybody, You've got half an hour to answer these three questions as fast as you can or what? Give them something different. If you're different, and I want you to be, I desperately, desperately want you to be. If you're different, then give them something different. Show them how different you are. Not at the Christmas party when it's about what theme there is. Not at the, co the company picnic when everybody gets to be a little wacky and has a drink. Not in these special local, you know, these special situations. If you're weird, spoiler, you are, everybody is. If you're weird, be weird. We talked about this a couple episodes about how your employer brand is in your DNA. And if your DNA says, I am always buttoned up, be buttoned up, but just like, own the buttoned up. I want Times New Roman on everything. Heck, skip to copper plate, copper plate gothic. Go full on. Bring everything should be embossed. You know more emails? We send things via embossed memos. Foil, foil embossing. Thank you very much because that's how buttoned up we are. This is an official email, official message. Be that. You're weird? Be weird. You're smart? Be smart. That's the problem I have is these companies who say how smart they are and how desperate they are to attract smart people and then treat them like freaking morons. The job description is written to be like a second grade level. The website's designed so that any idiot can understand these basic ideas. And this is going to attract smart people? Let me spell this out. Like attracts like. You want smart people? Be smart. You want weirdos? Be weirdos. You want sporty? Be sporty. You want Scary Spice? Be Scary Spice. I mean, I take it however you want. I believe that's the second Spice Girls reference I've made. Blame the four-year-old. Yes, I blame my daughter for Spice Girls references. The difference is what makes us different, and being different is not a bad thing. I know HR. I know HR wants us to, to believe that being different should only happen every third Sunday of the year. That there's these little boxes of time we're allowed to be different. And that's why some, especially in the, the, the dot-com space, when people were willing to kind of open up just like a little, just like a little, and it was like, oh, that's amazing. I can't believe it. They're offering free M&Ms. Oh, my goodness. How strange. My former employer, who will not be named because I don't need to, um, 
for Christmas or for I'm sorry Halloween they hired a bunch of actors to portray um, zombies and creatures to just wander the halls for two hours it was creepy and hilarious except one that got a little handsy on someone who had had something historically unpleasant happen to them and she freaked out Oh, that was bad. That was an HR conversation. I'm sure they all... And that, of course, just reinforces this idea that every time we do something a little bit different, we get spanked for it. We get told wrong. We get threatened with lawsuits. All these horrible things might happen, so therefore never be different. Wrong. Be different, but not different just to be different. Be different with intention. And here's the trick. If you just decide to be different and you decide to wear polka dots with stripes just because you can, great. You just look like someone who's blind. Right? You just look like someone who doesn't know how the closet works. You look like someone with a dearly, deeply held disdain for basic level design and fashion. And that's fine if that's what you want to look like. I'm going to bring in my friend Torn Ellis, who is not related to me, though frankly I love to joke that he is. And if you know who I'm talking about, you know why that is. He is, I don't think he's capable of having a picture taken without him being in a suit. I think the most relaxed I've ever seen him is he had a video shot. He had no tie. It was like watching him be naked. It was like, good Lord, he's out of uniform. He's out of, he is always dressed to the nines. The man cuts a great figure in a suit. He knows what he's doing, right? He's on stage. He's in a suit. He's preaching. He's doing his thing. He's speaking. He's delivering his message. He has an intention. He wants to be dressed up because he knows that that being dressed up furthers his message. He has intention. I show up. I willfully reject the tie. I willfully reject the slacks. If you're lucky, you get me in a sport coat. And that sport coat, I'm going to guess, is probably cotton. <laughs> it may be unlined. It is a throw-on. Because I want it to be about, it's not about the dress-up. It's not about the outer wrapper. It's about the disdain for things you think you're expected to do. That's what drives us. That's my mission. And if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you understand, yeah, that sounds about right. Torin is an amazing speaker. I literally have to go up against him. He speaks in front of me at Transform in uh, July, I want to say June or July, I can't remember, in Boston. He's going to kill it. And he has set the bar for me to come in and just blow him out of the water right after that. I'm not sure I'm capable of doing that. I think he's great. This is not a he's bad, I'm, I'm good. It's not a he's wrong, I'm right. It's he's different and he's wrapping himself in all the ways he thinks he needs to be different to do the thing he wants to do. I am wrapping myself in a different way because I don't want to be Torin. Full disclosure, Torin probably doesn't want to be me, but that's fine. I'm being different not for the sake of being different. I'm not showing up on stage with a chicken outfit. I'm not showing up on stage dressed like George Washington. I'm dressed up like me to say that there's an informality to how this works, but being informal allows us to do something different, allows us to break rules and try something different. I'm embracing the intention and being different in a way that is true to that intention. So that isn't to say what I want you to do is reinvent the recruiting cycle and have everybody turn into a sprint, not a resourcing sprint. I mean, literally, left foot, right foot, fast as you can, sprint, right? I don't, I don't think you should pick your next sales manager based on who can dunk a basketball. I don't think you should pick your next product manager based on who can draw the best. I don't think you should just do things randomly just for the sake of being different. But I think for a second, you look at the thing you're trying to do, you realize that everybody else is doing the exact freaking same way, and they are, they're doing it the exact freaking same way. So that means being different allows you to be different. And that difference is like a handle that people get to hold on to. 
I've been in rounds of interviews where I'm like, I don't even remember who I talked to and what I talked about. I don't remember which company I was talking to. Uh, they all sound the damn same. And someone asked me a great question or follows up with, and pulls something out of me that I didn't expect, that I remember. They were not following the script. They were being different on purpose. They were trying to get something different out of me. And I remember that and I embrace that. And being different is the thing I get to remember. When everything else is the same, I remember the difference. And remember, everything is the damn same. So therefore, the thing they're going to remember is the thing that's different. Ergo, because apparently I'm Greek, ergo, be different. If you want to hire great talent, you have to be different. That's just the trick. That's just it. You got to know why. You got to be different. You got to know how to be different. You got to pick and choose your battles. You don't just suddenly break into Spanish where there's no Spanish necessary or any other language. Break into Klingon. There's their company. But hold on. Hold on. You may mock Klingon. There's got to be a company. I can guarantee you there's a company somewhere where breaking into Klingon, the interview and the answer breaking into Klingon isn't just appropriate. It gets that person the job. They're being different in a way that's core to who they are and what matters and means to them. That's all I had today. Man, I think I packed a lot more words into that 27 minutes than I usually do. Hope you don't mind. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. Please do me a favor if you're listening to this far. Share this. Uh, just I love to hear that people are getting a chance to take get a hold of this and learning something from it or getting a, a very different perspective from the world's most caffeinated employer brand podcast, of which I am. Um, just appreciate it. I really, really do. Again, if you see me at events and stuff, I really do want to say hello. Uh, a good chance I'll have stickers. There I got I said it. All right. I will talk to you all soon. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team. Share it with your boss. Share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent. At the War for Talent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.